Nene's never seen me perform before in a club, and I feel like I'm gonna kill it. You know, the song is playing, you know, with her voice on the track, and she's singing to it. That's like how the talent shows are at my son's school. Candy is obviously a vocalist. When you talk about Candy and you talk about Kim, they're not even in the same arena. It's like, come on, be for real. We all know who they all came to see. Salty bitches. We are back. And a little bit tardy for the party. Whoa, whoa. Don't be tardy for the party. I was going to sing the other lyrics and I forgot what they were. So I stopped. There's more. <laughs> well, I guess there's like verses, but I don't care about them because hurry up, baby, don't be late. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know <laughs> something like that um, <laughs> so I literally took a nap so did I and I woke up to get ready to record right I was like okay time for my pre-show shot and I was staring at the liquor cabinet thinking okay Jaeger vodka Jaeger vodka tell me was- you mixed them and took them both I my body feels like I did no <laughs> I was looking at the Jaeger and I was like, no, that just seems too heavy. So I did the vodka. I did one shot and I was like, this is disgusting. Why do people shoot vodka? And then I did the second one and I about threw it all up. And then I just hurried and chugged it all down with some water. Oh my gosh. The things I do to prepare for this. I took a nap with my kitty cat. And Mm. then I continued (laughs) watching Housewives. You've watched a lot today. How many episodes have you watched today? Since last night, um, I started on um, episode seven last night and made it through fifth. I'm at the end of 15 right now. For season three? Yeah, I've been marathoning <laughs> it. Out, out of everything you've seen so far, what has been your favorite moment? Um, I really like episode 15, to be honest. Um, I really, basically everything that Nini's in, I love it. Um, so, okay, so here, <laughs> here are some things. Okay. Um, the Nini and Greg story really, like, it's very compelling. I feel for her because she doesn't really get emotional. She gets loud. Yeah. Um, and she gets funny. But we've seen her, especially when she goes to file for divorce. Oh, my gosh. Like, she was trying real hard to hold it together. She didn't break, but you could tell, like, she was really hurting. And Greg's just, like, not given any answers, at least not on camera. So that's been a compelling watch. Um, I love uh, Candy and Kim's tour. And I feel so bad for Candy. <laughs> oh, that, that has to I be. I could not function in that environment props to her for getting through that because what a mess 
Um, a nightmare. Yeah. I don't be tardy for the party. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> I will say when Kim took her second voice lessons and they were like really just like belt those notes out and she did it, I was like, oh, okay. Because she kept telling her she has a confidence problem when it comes to her vocals. But, like, when she really tried, like, she got there, it's just never going to be consistent. I mean, obviously. Um, I'm glad you didn't say it was good because I was waiting for you to be like, it was good. Because I was going to be like, it wasn't. No. It's not good. (laughs) I'm just, like, it was surprising, like, that she not only hit the note, but, like, was really loud about it. You know, Um, I... (laughs) this this is relevant um kim trying to be a pop star is what happens when you have parents like the girl who sang the anthem at the pacers game if you encourage if you encourage a child that can't sing well that they're good but you don't get them help they're gonna be like kim when they're older and they're gonna talk crap on vocal coaches to Celine Dion and drink wine in their convertibles and drive off from strip malls. So, Well, like, a lot of celebrities and people that are wealthy are surrounded by yes people. Yes. Like, a lot of people don't... A lot of those people don't ever get told no because no comes with repercussions or losing your job or, you know, whatever. Oh, Um, funny. Kind of like that person I was talking to about earlier this morning while I was at work. (laughs) And also, <laughs> there's um, like there's something that I, I learned in psychology, which is like if you're going to give someone a compliment, it must always be genuine because it doesn't benefit either party to give false confidence. I really love your eyebrows. Mine? Oh, oh! I I was... like, what are we talking about right now? <laughs> you said the compliment thing, <laughs> so I took it back to our text. What? The Mean Girls thing. Oh, you were talking oh, oh, oh. about good eyebrows. When she's like, oh, you have really nice eyebrows. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? <laughs> it's the vodka. Anytime you don't, if you don't understand anything I'm saying, just blame it on the disgusting ass vodka. Oh my gosh. Yeah, those are like those are the standout things for me. I thought it was so cute when uh, Sheree took her daughter couch shopping and was like, oh, "I'm only yeah. buying the couch," and then like ended up getting everything she liked. I thought that was so sweet. I missed. Um, I don't know if they had a scene um, where she actually like presented all that at the housewarming. I missed that scene because I was like doing chores. <laughs> what did what uh, what did you think? I can't remember if they showed it or not. I think they did. What did you think of uh, Phaedra's baby shower? Oh, with all the hats? All the hats and the ballet. And then, of course, Kim shows up with an entourage and without a hat. Of course. Um, It was so extra. I don't... I, right as of now, um, 15 episodes in, I'm not a fan of Phaedra. Um, I, I mean, like, and also, it's, for me... It's, it's, I always want, I always end up comparing them to one of the ladies in Salt Lake just for the, the levels that they're on. <laughs> okay. Currently, because I haven't seen a lot of it, it's just giving Angie K. Oh. 
but in 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 a very specific sense okay because like her home life is not compelling to me like i have no interest in her very blatant lack of maternal instinct <laughs> and that is I, and that's not like that's not to say like she's not a good mother it's just she the the things she says on purpose that like Oh, I know stuff you're talking. Okay, you know I what know I mean. Stuff you're talking. So, season three, Phaedra's introduction season actually was rough because now I remember what you're saying. Because I Cause actually I forgot. She'll walk in and be like, "Oh, I'm not with my. I'm finally away from my baby. I don't have to hear wah, wah, wah anymore." And I'm like, "What on earth? Like that's your newborn." I forgot how much I didn't like her in the start. So the journey with Phaedra will be interesting, and I'm excited to see it because for me, it was like I hated her. She's okay and then on this she, girl's trip so yeah. far. And then she was one of my favorites. And then, like I've said, her last season is bad. And I wrote her off forever. But I feel like time has healed all wounds. And it is what it is. And I, I love Phaedra. And I just, I love Phaedra. And I'm so glad she's on the Traders. And she's been everywhere lately. And she deserves her comeback here. But yeah, this I'm season waiting- of Phaedra is rough. I'm waiting to warm up to her because, like, she hasn't done anything wrong. Like, yeah. she hasn't done anything bad or negative or anything. She's actually been really cool on this Miami trip that yeah. I'm currently watching because she's, like, very collected. Um, I just – I don't find her – I don't find her arc interesting It's yet. so funny because I'm just, like, I, for, I forget. Like, I don't really forget, but I don't realize how how much – has happened on Atlanta and how much you just don't yeah. know yet. And I'm just like, wow, Phaedra's story arc is unbelievable. Well, I can't wait for it to happen. Cause so far she's just telling us that she doesn't like being where she's at. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Cynthia so far, like both of I think it's because they're both new this yeah. season. So I don't know them yet. Like I know the other ones. It's kind of like when we got Angie K and dana and like the new people they take a while you know what i mean they do unless you're monica oh yeah well she she (laughs) was the exception to the rule like big time um Um, but yeah cynthia i'm also i don't i feel pretty neutral about cynthia except for like i feel really bad for her in the last handful of episodes oh yeah with all the still my favorite um, I also very much I wish that Lawrence replaced Sis Dwight. <laughs> oh, Dwight. Because Lawrence is so fun. Um I they... everyone else, like I mean, I like so far, like I, I can say that I like everyone on the show so far. Like drama and all, they've all been like pretty entertaining. So it's funny. Season three, I don't know if I can pick a favorite moment for season three, but when I rewatched this episode again, uh, episode 14, to take the notes on it, I forgot just how outrageous of an episode this really, from literally beginning to end, it is the most chaotic thing I've ever seen. I disagree. Really? Okay. Yeah. 
And maybe well, it's because I was expecting, because the way that it was, you compared it to the season finale of Salt Lake. And so I think I was expecting a level of just being horrified and I didn't get it. Um, but for me personally, so far, like being most of the way through episode 15, I think this one is far more chaotic. Well, the thing is, though, episode 15 is kind of like the over the hump of everything that built from episode 14 previously. Totally. It's like the to be continued. Right. So it's like, I didn't want to do, I know 15 is good, but I think with the notes I took, it'll make a little more sense why I say this was so unhinged and just so chaotic. It was unhinged for sure. Um, So right off the bat, right off the bat, we start the episode. As we know, Kim is on tour with Candy. It's day two. They're on the bus. Kim's phone is going off. And it's, don't be tardy for the party. Because of course it is. Turns out it's Sweetie's ringtone for her. So it wakes Kim up. She's pissed off. She goes over to wake up Sweetie and be like, you need to turn this off. This is near my this is near my face. That's not okay. Kim in the process is disturbing everyone else on the bus. After she tries to wake Sweetie up, Kim goes and tries to light a cigarette on the griddle that's on the bus. When I she's told- gonna smoke on the griddle. When I tell you, I was afraid that the chaos of the episode was going to be that the bus caught fire. (laughs) That's incredible. Um, Don Juan, uh, he hears Kim asking Danny if they can stop. He's like, no, we're on a strict schedule. We're already behind. And then Candy wakes up. And then Kim's like, oh, Candy, we got to pull over. We have to check the air in the tire. And she giggles and walks off. Candy's like, look, I am not a morning person. So I'd appreciate it if you don't talk to me. I <laughs> loved that. I loved that. And they don't care. They don't care. Kim and Sweetie go back over to Danny and it's so chaotic. He just pulls over. Um, so Kim and Sweetie can smoke. Kim and Sweetie are standing out of the bus. It, like Sweetie is standing on the ground. Kim's in her like pink like sweat pants that are hanging down almost below her crotch with her top that's like falling off her and they look like they're fish like guppying their gills or something for their to breathe and they're just like poking their heads out of the bus like (laughs) like trying to smoke and it's like what what in the world and fact that she smokes that much drives me crazy. It's unreal. So yeah, they're just off on the side smoking away. Well, it's funny, they're off on the side, but they're still kind of standing in the bus, which killed me. And then Kim's like, all right, we're good. We can go. And then Danny takes off. Um, And then Sweetie starts to give... <laughs> Sweetie starts <laughs> filling the syringe with a B12 shot and Kim's like you know I gotta keep my energy I gotta keep my energy when I perform I hated watching her take those shots I hated it it made me so queasy (laughs) I looked away (laughs) what kills me 
Because Kim's like, I got to keep my energy up. Bitch, you're performing two songs for like six minutes and you don't dance. she has dance. more energy than everyone on that tour because she's awake 24-7 for some reason. The last thing she needs is a B12 shot. She needs the a tranquilizer. Um, it's unreal. Nini calls Kim. Uh, Nini is getting ready to do her show. Her interview is going to play. And Kim's telling Nini how she's performing from Candy in Orlando. And we learn that Nini's possibly coming to Orlando, but she doesn't know yet. And we'll let Kim kind of know later. And because, of course, Candy is irritated by it because Kim is just inviting people to join them on the tour bus that's already crowded enough. It's like, why would you invite other women on the tour? Like, sure, it's one person, but all the women are joining in Miami, too. Right. But not only is it Candy and Kim on the bus, and each one has an assistant, and they have the bus driver, they have a camera crew in there, too. Yeah, Candy, Kim, plus Don Juan, the assistants. The dr- there are so many people on that bus. Um, I That just, I'm not going to lie. That's just the first five minutes of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know to me that's just so much chaos that's, that's so much chaos like my chest is already tight because I'm just like these are such close quarters Kim is so lucky no one punched her in the face um wild wild uh could you could you, I don't know could you do a tour like if you were a musician of sort could you do a tour like that where you were just stuck on a tour bus with that many people for an extended amount of time it would depend heavily on who the people are if i it get was that Andy, yes if it was kim absolutely not i don't think i could do it with anybody candy's so chill and she's got her like little rituals, and I would be down with that. Ugh. I think if I did it, I'd like Candy says later on, I'd need my own bus. Oh, uh huh. Everyone else can share a bus. There'll be two buses one for just me, and then one for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Nini, her interview with Jermaine Dupree airs. And back on the bus, Cam and Sweetie and everybody tune in to watch it. And Nini kind of gets right into... So, obviously, previously before this, when you watch Nini try to do this interview with Jermaine, it's painful. Because he does not talk. But also, she only asked him yes or no questions. She did. She was only asking yes or no questions, but that's because... She didn't want to talk about Janet Jackson because she knew if she talked about that, he wasn't going to say anything. But it's like, at the same time, he's not saying anything. But instead of being like, did you start as a recording artist? No. Did you have, were you a club promoter? No. She could have been like, how did you get your start? She didn't have to say yes or no questions to avoid Janet Jackson. She just could have asked him to explain something. So I thought that was pretty uh-huh. funny. But I do think that she did a really good job when she like broke out of her shell and was just herself. Because then he responded really well to that. 
what was great was what they decided to air and what got him to really yes. talk was when she brings up Kim and she asks Jermaine, is it easier to get an artist in the music game when they're young or it's better when they're younger or can they wait till they're Kim's age? She's singing her song Tardy for the Party and she's like 30 something. And all Jermaine does is laugh. He just laughs. And same. I think we all laughed. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kim's watching and they Kim looks so horrified. Like if she could jump through that TV and strangle Nene, I think she would have. No one else thought it was that big of a deal. No, but Kim's just like <gasps> Kim that that was it. Kim was done. And it's like, hold up, you just invited this woman to join you on the bus. And now you watch this. And now you're gonna make this ish you're gonna make this an issue that's now your whole personality. Got it. Yeah, basically. Um what is it, Kim, Kim what is it, Kim? Kim's like the interview's over. And I thought it was a good interview. I thought it was great. Nene did an awesome job. Everyone at the station seemed to cheer her on. I thought it was cool. Um, and then Kim's like, you bring up my name with Jermaine Dupree. Why are you discussing me? Well, why not? You're a housewife. And the housewife is interviewing somebody. And you want to be a pop star. So if you want to be a pop star, don't you think you should be ready to have your name brought up and talked about? Mm-hmm. Like, why, <laughs> why, why would Kim want to be a pop star but not want to be talked about? Because getting talked about, whether it's good or bad, well, means... she didn't care when she was in the tabloids for having a girlfriend. Oh no, not at all. But all she said was she's a thirty-something trying to be a singer. It wasn't even anything bad. It was just literally the, the fact is, of what it was. I think that the I think the reason it bothered her so much is because it came from Nini. Oh yeah. If Sheree would have sa- said it, I don't think Kim would have cared nearly as much. Which you know, I'm going to say this whole debacle and this whole fight and this whole just cesspool of tension that's going on right now between Kim and Nini. I never had Kim's side and even though so much of it is petty, in all fairness, she did say to Nini hey, be on this song with me. You're going to be on this song with me. And the second she met Candy and knew how she could use her, she was like, nah, fuck you. Yeah. I'm going to throw you to the wolves. This is all about me now. And it's like, you showed yourself. So yeah. get real. Um, unreal. So now we get, um, now we get a moment with Phaedra. Um, the two new ones this season. So Cynthia and Sheree go over to see Phaedra's new little royal prince baby. I love Phaedra now, but yes, I did not like her this season. I, there was one thing, I think it was this season where she talked about like disciplining her kids and like hitting them or something. And I was like, Mm-mm. but then you eventually realize that's not actually who Phaedra is. But I feel like she definitely said it for shock value. I think it was this season she said it. Because I remember the second she said that, I was like, no, I don't like it. Um, Phaedra prepared lunch 
for the ladies. She made chicken salad. She made fresh lemonade. Cynthia and Shreya are like so shocked. So shocked. Like, how do you have the time? How do you time? How do you have the time for this? And Phaedra's like, everyone's so surprised. But basically, I'm just a Martha Stewart every day. Every day. Which is funny that she said that after saying what you said. Because she said she's a Martha Stewart every day. But it's like, to what level? She also said that her husband was like Martha Stewart. She must like Martha Stewart. But because he had a white collar <laughs> crime. Oh, Apollo. <laughs> one, uh, that, I'm not going to ruin the Apollo Phaedra story. Because it's, it's a fun one. Um, what? Okay, so you say you like Cynthia. Yeah. It took me a while to like her. Well, like, like neither of them right now have uh-huh. super interesting stories. Uh-huh. I just, I feel for her because... Okay. Be, I feel for her because I really don't like Peter. Oh, Peter's a menace. Peter continues to be a menace. And Peter has ended up being a menace on even other Housewives shows. Ew. Ew is correct. Ew well, with like, Peter. He's sitting Ew. there like, I mean, we'll get to it later, but yeah, go on. Anyway, <laughs> the baby throws up on Cynthia. Oh my gosh, she took that in stride. It was she didn't even care. <laughs> She's like, well, guess that's what I get for bouncing a baby right after it eats. <laughs> <laughs> um, back on the bus. Uh, it's time for everyone to eat. And where they stop, Kim is not having it. She's not like if I stopped, you wouldn't stop there. I would not take you there because there's nothing you can eat there. However, this place looks incredible to me. Um, when did Kim become a vegetarian? I feel like this is okay. The first we're hearing of it. No, literally. So they stop at the GA pit, a little barbecue place, and it's like Kim. Uh, well, her and Sweetie first, they sit outside and they just start, they look for somewhere to smoke. And the, yeah, Kim's like, I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat meat. And I said that too. I said, since when? I, since I when? Like I can't remember a single scene where she's eaten anything besides guacamole <laughs> and wine. And she doesn't even like guacamole. Just wine, which is what I, she has for lunch in this scene. I just she just wants to smoke cigarettes and take her B12 shots. She doesn't want to eat. Um, they're, they're all in there ordering food and Kim leaves the restaurant to go find some wine and then she sets up some camping little lawn chairs and sets up like a tent patio thing by the bus and just sits there like she's at a tailgate Smoking a cigarette, drinking wine out of like a styrofoam cup. Yep. <laughs> um, and then everyone eats and they come outside. This killed me. I thought this was like the best shade so far. And it literally foreshadowed the next scene. It did. It foreshadowed it so well. Um, they come out and they're like, Kim, you look like the slave ma- slave master sitting out on the plantation right now. And Kim just is like, what? my gosh. I mean, she did. And she acts like it. So that was that was the greatest dig 
The amount of times that Kim says, I don't see color. It's like, I know that this was years and years and years ago. So I know the things have shifted since then. But like so much of this just didn't age well. Well, I think I know the reason I cringe at it, too, is more so like I would say that kind of shit and thought like I was being so... I don't like progressive and with it and hip and it's like yeah that was so stupid anyone thought that um the slave master on the plantation uh so Cynthia and Peter are at home Peter's making food Cynthia let him know she got fitted for her wedding dress today And they're also trying to work through all these marital issues while they're prepping for the wedding. So Peter has the business uptown. (laughs) And he tells Cynthia, so that's no more. Uh, I finally closed the business. Uh, Ta-da, here's this news. And it's it's 15 days from the wedding. He's like, by the way, I decided to close this out now. As far as money goes, don't know what's going to happen, but I guess we'll make it work. Oh, by the way, you might have to sacrifice some things you want for the wedding, though. Which I found that whole thing interesting because he, they both previously had said it wasn't making money. So why would closing the business change anything? Because it doesn't sound like they were making money off of it. Well, well it's funny you say that because even Cynthia kind of said how that was where the money was coming from for the wedding. And I thought that, too, because I was like, if you say that's where the money's coming from, from the wedding, but you both said it's not making money. What's the actual story with the business? Yeah. Cause then she's like, well, now I'll never make my, I'll never get my money back. And I'm like, you said it wasn't making money. Didn't she want him to close it? I don't like when Peter and Cynthia have a disagreement and he has a very, this is just my perception of it. He feels very domineering of the conversation to a point he's trying to control how she reacts and how she responds. It's incredibly manipulative watching it. Cause like she'll cry and then he'll be like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Then he smiles. And that was making me so angry. Oh yeah. Telling her not to cry. There's no reason yeah, like, to don't cry. Don't have emotions. But when she cried, he started smiling. And I was like, something just doesn't, it feels so sinister. I don't like it. Anytime anyone tells someone to not cry, I just get the ick. Yeah. Big I mean, time. for me, I just get trauma wounds reopening. <laughs> uh, that too. Just, oh, that wedding the, the wedding <laughs> I I'm ashamed of myself that I liked Peter for a while like before this or after well <laughs> I <laughs> I was watching through a very thirsty lens. Ah. And so I was just like, I like Peter. And I'm like, I hate this. I'm like, "Mm, but I like you. But I'm like, no. And then I watch it back and I'm like, I was stupid. (laughs) My gosh. 
Um, back on the bus, Kim wants Derek to do her hair because there's nothing to do, even though there's no reason to do her hair right now because she doesn't perform till tomorrow. And she's like, well, it's a wig. If you curl it, it'll be ready later. Kim, just sit. Just breathe. Just I, take, a, take a break. When I see Kim, I'm just like, because normally, like, people with money normally smell good. And I'm like, this lady probably she smells like cigarettes so badly. She smells like cigarettes and boozy sweat constantly. Has to. And hairspray. Hairspray, <laughs> cigarettes, and boozy sweat. And there's perfume somewhere. She's running around the bus. Sweetie, 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 sweetie. As if there's no other people on the bus. Sweetie, sweetie. Shut up. Candy looked like she was ready to murder. Yeah, that... (laughs) I felt I felt for Candy so much during this because she's just trying to like do her job. Kim just keeps yelling, "Sweetie, sweetie, sweetie!" And then you hear, "Don't be tardy for the party." Oh, oh, hello, Brielle's calling her. So you have Kim yelling. You're listening to her sing while she's yelling, and then her daughter calls, and then she starts crying. So you go through this whole thing of Derek do my wig, sweetie, 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 hearing the cell phone sing ring. And then her on the phone with her daughter and then crying and sadness and emotions. And it's just like, I, I would, I would want to set the bus on fire. What's crazy to me (laughs) is the way that she portrays this. Like she has no other options as far as making a life for herself and her family. Baby, baby. I got, I got to, I got to go make a living. I, mama's Literally, gonna, mama's going to be a star. I've got to do this tour, honey. I've got to do that. You're gone for seven days. And part of it is at a resort with your friends. <laughs> Ma, mama, mama's got it's a lot, like a lot of work to do. It's not, you're not Taylor Swift. <laughs> Five, you did three performances over the course of seven days. Kim thinks she's doing the Eras tour, but before Taylor Swift even did the Eras tour, baby, baby, I gotta go. I gotta work. I have so much work to do. So, so strange. You know, it's funny. <laughs> when I was doing theater a lot and I was in like musical theater shows, if I was ever in a show where I only had to be a part of two numbers, that was relaxing. That was so chill. Yeah. It, it was so chill. Kim's like acting as if she's training for the Olympics. Like she's. Uh, like, I totally get it. It's like her performance. She's excited. She's never done this before, but like be excited and be grateful. I love that they keep being, <coughs> they keep comparing her to Lady Gaga and it makes me laugh every time because I'm like that's how she's acting I just I love the way the phone conversation ended because her daughter's crying Kim's crying she's in her wig and she's laying down to go to sleep and just I don't I don't know if I can do this I don't know if it's worth it I don't know I don't know exceptional television (laughs) just incredible if the fact that 
she's just this delusional <laughs> and allowed cameras to just film it constantly. Amazing. I, I think we need to let certain nonviolent members of psych wards out to be part of reality shows because we'll get more instances of like Kim behavior. Oh no. It'd be great. <laughs> um, day three of the tour. Oh my gosh. That was all day two of the tour. Day three of the tour. And they're doing a meet and greet at a hair salon. And do you think Kim is excited about it? Or do you think she's annoyed and doesn't understand what's going on? Um, I don't think she cares. She could care less. She's annoyed. She just wants to get food. She's like, I want food. I'm hungry. Oh, I need to smoke. I need to smoke. It was so embarrassing watching Kim at that event because they're all trying to organize the event and she's just, she's all chaotic again. She's like, oh, I need food. No, I need a cigarette. I need a cigarette. A cigarette. I need to smoke. It's like, Kim, chill. <laughs> uh, what? I don't, I don't. Re- okay. So this is where, <laughs> this is where things started getting bizarre. Sweetie was saying some shit to Kim. And then oh, Kim. Walking around barefoot. Oh yeah. Walking around barefoot. And then Kim opens the door and she's like, what's wrong with hanging out with white people? And then she just laughs. And then Candy goes out, uh, out of the bus and she kind of lets those two have it because she's so sick of just all of their shit. I felt like Candy was very reserved. I think so too. I feel like she should have just sent Kim home. Like, you need to go. You're not performing. That's it. And also, their styles. I know that Candy wrote and produced Kim's songs, but like those two performing together didn't make sense no it really didn't like even even when she said it i was like okay maybe it'll work none of it none of it worked none of it was cohesive none of it it was so bizarre um after candy let sweetie have it it's time for the meet and greet and that was so awkward that was so awkward I you imagine you go to a meet and greet for somebody and you see them arguing with people they're with and then they're going in to meet you and it's like hi hi that's so weird and like should we go (laughs) should we just go um yeah I hated it Cynthia meets Nini and her sister Mallory to talk about her issues with Peter, issues with the marriage, closing the business. Um, with the wedding stuff, I can't recall what all you've maybe seen. What are your thoughts on Mallory? I mean, she's only been in like a handful of scenes. Okay. I just, she's just like a supportive sister. Oh, so you've not, okay. And now that's all I need to know. Um, that's all I need to know. I'm excited to hear. You'll definitely be saying what you need to say when you see what you see. Um, (laughs) 
Nini thinks it's a red flag that Peter isn't telling Cynthia anything about the money situation and feels that is no way to start a marriage. Which, like, true. Um, Nini mentions to Cynthia maybe canceling the wedding, like postponing it for now. Postpone the wedding. Clearly it's stressful. Gives her some good advice. And then it's like, remember, marriages break up over finances and sex. So the advice Nini is giving about you're already having financial issue going into the wedding, maybe you should postpone. I thought it was solid advice. She did she did make a good point when she's like, you can still have the same wedding, just have it next have it, year. Right. Have it later. Just save up. Just get in a more comfortable space. There's no reason for the stress of it. I don't feel like Cynthia was listening. I feel like she was present. She was there. <laughs> but I don't think she was listening. Even her sister was like, yeah, that's a good idea. That's great advice. Cynthia, huh? <laughs> yeah, she just seems so overwhelmed. And I feel like maybe she was afraid that if it got postponed, it wouldn't happen. Plus also the fear... And the whole thing of how she never wanted to get married in the first place. Now uh-huh. she's getting married and all this is happening. Ugh. I never will get married. So problem solved for me. <laughs> I don't want it. Um, Sheree is sending her kids to California to be with their dad while she's in the Miami. Uh, Whoa. I don't know how huh? I was about to say Miami, but it was not coming out right. It sounded like you were going to go the Will Smith route and go, bienvenido a Miami. I mean, I was not about to speak Spanish, but that would have been kind of cool if it just happened. Um, She's sending the kids to be with their dad while she's in Miami. This just reminded me of Germany. (laughs) That was so funny. Oh my gosh, y'all don't know. We were hanging out last night and Megan was reading off countries and she got to germany and just gave it some flair i don't know why it came out the way that it came out germany yeah i can't even do you do it how you did it because it was so funny (laughs) it was so funny um phaedra's making breakfast for the family talking about breastfeeding and about hogging the baby (laughs) with apollo um She's saying how she's trying to work from home as much as possible, but it's hard because she also wants to get back to work and she's trying to, even though she only, she only took six weeks off for maternity leave. Um, this was an, <laughs> this was an interesting conversation. So they're talking about the discrepancies between men and women when it comes to taking care of newborns. It, it it was funny to me in a sense that like that was so long ago and things have changed blah 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 I, I I feel like this is still such a relevant conversation like the women typically in relationships oh, like that do uh-huh. take on all that responsibility and it's like I don't, I can't remember what I was watching or what it was, uh, but it was like a dad with the kids and the kid went to help the mom clean and the dad got mad and said, no, that's woman's work. You don't clean. 
my gosh. I was like, are you kidding me? What am I watching? Like 2024, get real. Just clean something. Speaking of, I had this thought the other day and it made me angry because I just can't, I can't, ever since I learned this fact years ago, it repulses me and I just can't get over the fact it's real. But my mom was not aware of this and neither was my sister. But are you aware that there are like men in this world who have been brainwashed enough into believing that if you wash between your butt cheeks in the shower it can turn you gay so they never wash between their butt cheeks that is the grossest thing i have ever heard psa wash between your butt cheeks just honestly just spread them a little bend over let the water trickle on there lather it up rinse it off rinse it off just get in there get in there scrub it get it all squeaky clean just make that hole smell like roses because disgusting i there's so many times whenever i have that thought pop in my head like i'll be out in public and i hate it but i'll look at people and i'll just be thinking i'm like you don't wash your ass (laughs) (laughs) like you've got the look um, my goodness gracious that, that yeah. I would hate to think about that all day it's so gross um, anyway back on track so Phaedra is going to Miami and Paul is going to be watching the babies and he's saying how all he needs is breasts to that take, was care, so funny. take care of the babies easier <laughs> I, that comment got me. It got me again when just thinking about it. Um, but Apollo won't be alone because, of course, Phaedra called her mom to come help. So he probably still won't get the babies. <laughs> I just need breasts. <laughs> I love it. Um, the tour bus gets to the hotel. They're staying in. Candy's thrilled. Get me off this bus. Nini is going to be meeting them there at the hotel before the performance. But unfortunately, Kim is mad at Nini and she hasn't even got there yet. Um, Kim's in the hotel. She calls Croy to see if he can come hang out with her before the show. <laughs> They're dating. I poor Croy. If he only knew what his future was going to be with this woman, I that man. I feel so bad. What team does he play for, or did he play for? Atlanta Falcons, I believe. Uh, oh, that makes yeah. sense. Um, Kim is still mad about the whole white people comment. She's not letting it die, and she says again how she doesn't see color. I don't see color. And wasn't it Lawrence who was trying to explain it to um... her? Lawrence wasn't there yet because Lawrence shows up when they get to the the Miami trip, like the house. Oh, house. that's right. Who was wasn't it? it? Who's her wig guy? What's his oh, name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who it was. It was, I forget. Is Jet? No, not Jesse. Is Jesse? Jesse. What's his name? What I is can't his remember name? his name. Oh, my gosh. That's going to drive me nuts. What is his name? Well, Obviously. anyway. 
the wig guy <laughs> he's trying to explain it to her and she just she's not even listening she looks at her hair she's like oh my god i love it i love it and then she's just like whoa, whoa. <laughs> my she's goodness sitting, she's just sitting there singing it and then you just hear knock 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 on the door and it's nini it's nini derek um, derek derek that's why right. did i think derek. his name was jesse jesse i don't know it's not even close no um nini gets there they're just kind of shooting the shit obviously kim's not addressing anything they're acting like they're besties they're just having a good old time and in the middle of hanging out kim's like hey pull up the ring didn't mean a thing i've got to get that note and nini's just looking around like what and then kim just kind of starts singing along to it nini just has this look of where am i what is happening this is not... Is this real? Am I being punked? That was painful. Because you know she's doing it just to do it in front of Nini. Nini's face... Like, I feel like that's one moment where Nini actually had zero control, control of her face or her reactions because that was so... That was just such genuine shock and confusion. Just like, is this what I came here for? <laughs> this No, this isn't real. Um, Kim tells Nini about the bus being stressful and just going on and on about how terrible the tour is and it's like okay Kim is apparently just going to be fake with Nini right now and act like everyone else is a problem got it because of course she would now what stressed me out so like I knew this was gonna happen, but they get on the bus, and it's like even though I knew Nini was gonna be there, Nini's there. It's just so weird how one extra person made that seem so much more claustrophobic. Uh-huh. Um, they're on the bus, Nini's telling Kim, you need to whip your hair around, you know, give him a show, dance, do this. Uh giving her all these suggestions and Kim's just kind of laughing and like shimmying. Oh yeah. Don't be tardy for the party. And then Candy is just like, is this my tour? It's like, I thought this was my tour. I thought this was my show. Apparently it's the Kim and Nini show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Poor Candy. <laughs> I feel so bad for Candy. She tries to do a good deed. She tries to be a good friend. And what happens? Just nonsense um this killed me because i too was thinking this performance was gonna be like somewhere so when they pull up and nini's like shows at a strip mall that made me laugh so hard (laughs) it's hilarious it was like kim's doing a show at a strip mall must be doing big things could you (laughs) This will mean nothing to anybody outside of Salt Lake City. But, like, could you imagine someone's on tour and they invite them to meet him in Salt Lake City and they're pulling up to Club 90 for the performance? Oh, I mean, that's still better than a strip mall. But, oh, it's, I don't know, Club 90 to me is, like, 
the thrift store of entertainment spaces. It's so bizarre. Every time I'm in there, I get like the weirdest vibe. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy myself or get kidnapped. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I would, I would compare it more to like if they were performing at like Godfather's pizza next to (gasps) nickel kid at that strip mall. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Godfather's Pizza next to Nickel Gate. That's incredible. That that is. That's where Kim performed. She <laughs> performed at Godfather's Pizza. Um. Oh my gosh, the crowd's going nuts. Kim's talking to them as if they're. I, this confused me. So when Kim's talking to the crowd, I didn't realize the show started. I thought it was like a pre-show thing. She was trying to pump them up. She's like talking to the crowd, and she's like, "Hey, yeah," and then out of nowhere whoa yeah i'm like oh this is the but she wasn't just singing it she was singing it to the backtrack but the backtrack was up so loud but she wasn't even matching the it was bizarre what upset me is that we didn't get to actually watch either of their full sets at all i'm i'm so fine not seeing kim's candies would have been great I wanted all of it. Even though Nini didn't enjoy it, she was very supportive. She even hyped up people in the club. She didn't let she in public. She wasn't as she she was how a friend should be. Support it in public, and then behind closed doors, be like, "Girl, that sucked." (laughs) No. (laughs) Um. That show. Could you? I'm just I'm just sad that this era has the housewives is over and we didn't watch it in real time. Cause could you imagine going somewhere to watch a live Kimzel Siak performance? Oh my gosh. I would do it now. I, uh, that'd be scary. That'd be scary. I don't know if I'd do it now. She's 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 still great entertainment now, but she's a lot. She's she's scary now. Kim is scary. Um <laughs> After the show, they all get back on the bus. Nini is still with them because, of course, she has to be because now they're going to Miami. Nini is drunk. Like, she's oh yeah, plastered. I'm like, that's why she liked it. That's why she liked it. And she was being nice. Like, she was being nice even though she was drunk and loud. And Kim and Sweetie are just trying to turn it into a problem. And it again, Candy just kind of sitting there, taking it in her confessional. She's like, "I wish we got separate buses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's too much." Um, and <laughs> the night, this confused me a little bit because it took me a second to realize the night was over, and then it was morning, and they were back on the bus because I thought they just continued on the bus, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Nighttime happened. They're back on the bus. So now they're on their way to Miami the next morning. Um, I, I felt, I felt so much for candy here. Cause you have candy dealing with all the stress of the tour. You have candy dealing with all the stress on the bus. Now with Nini there. Now she's also dealing with the stress of her daughter, Riley going with her biological father for the first time because he's trying to be present and they're going to be going to the mall and hanging out 
and Candy isn't there. Like, she's states away, just knowing this is happening, but dealing with this grown adult bickering woman drama. Mm-mm. Like, I couldn't even imagine what those emotions would be like. I would be, I, it would be so overwhelming. It'd be a lot. I'd be incredibly overstimulated in that position. Yeah, like literally. I'd have a breakdown. After Candy gets off the phone, Nini gets right on the bus and starts telling everybody that Kim told her that everyone had her so stressed out. And Candy's done. <laughs> the they had such a good laugh about it, though. Everyone did. in there was like, huh? They did. I just loved Candy's little eye roll and face she made. Like, shut Her facial up. expressions are consistently perfect. I just loved that because Kim wasn't around, she got the full story. And Nini's like, oh, of course, Kim's the problem. Mm-hmm. They talk about how Kim and Sweetie talk to each other, how they say bitch way too much. And Nini's like, they say that B word from their gut. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then Candy in her confessional admits that she thinks Kim does talk crazy to Sweetie. And she's glad that Nini brought it up. And so now that they've all had that chat and Nini mentioned that about Sweetie, right on cue, Kim and Sweetie get on the bus. And the, this whole this whole exchange. So th- this, I love this. I love this so much. So Kim is telling her friend that Sweetie and Don Juan need rooms. So they can stay with the women when they get to Miami with them. And Nini's like, no, they can't. No, they can't come. Right in front of them. Right in front of them. Don Juan just kind of looked. Don Juan knows Nini. So he just kind of looked like, bitch. But he got it. (laughs) um, Kim hangs up the phone on Thomas. She's like, you know, I'm going to call you back. And she confronts Nini. And Nini's like, no. This is a girl's weekend. This is supposed to be like a bachelorette party for Cynthia because she's going through a hard time and we're supposed to be here for one another. We're not supposed to have people with us. You weren't supposed to bring a man. You weren't supposed to bring a friend. You're not supposed to bring an assistant. It's just supposed to be us girls. (laughs) And then Kim and Needy start fighting um, because Kim's like, well, we're working and they have to come with us. And Kim saying working as if like we said she's on tour and Nini's like you're singing a song on stage she's like that's not work you're singing a song what do you mean you're working and then um, (laughs) they go back and forth and Nini I, I don't know where the conversation how it got here but that's at some point, Nini brings up how she talks to Sweetie. And she's like, uh, you think you can talk to people like that? Like that you're like they're your slave? Like your slave? That slave who's right behind you? And Sweetie's right behind her. And Kim, it's just chaos after that point. Oh, yeah. there were, it, it was reminiscent of, I think it was season... Uh, which one did Jen Shaw get arrested in season two so season two that fight on the bus where they had to pull Jen Shaw off of Lisa oh because her and Lisa were like getting physical 
Yeah. Yeah, that this was so reminiscent of that for me. It was. It, well, <laughs> I hated it because it's like, Nini, I, you're bringing this up. It's good. But like, oh, this got brought up so wrong. Uh-huh. It got brought up so wrong. Um, in the, then she's just demeaning Sweetie and not I Kim. know. And then it turned into a whole other issue. And then in the heat of it, because now Kim's not listening, she's like, well, you're just an intern. And Nini's like, oh, no, 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 no. I do not intern. That is my show. And Kim's like, that's not your show. She's like, that's a segment on the news. She's like, that's not your show. That's an entertainment segment. Um, and then Nini's, or not Nini, Kim's like, why do you have to talk about me on your show? Why do you have to talk about me? And she's now 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 kim's trying now kim's avoiding the way she treats sweetie and the way she talks to people and she's like nini why do you talk about me why do you talk about this and now she's turning the interview that's not a big deal into a big deal and then nini's getting more heated and she's like you know start talking to me like you're a woman if you actually are a woman and then candy gets up and tries to stop arguing and then nini gets up in kim's face after that and I know Kim says she goes to choker. I didn't see that. Nini just got up. She got up and got in her face. She got way too close, but she didn't go to choker. She didn't even try to hit her. No. And then Kim's like, you strangled me. You put your arms around my neck. No, you didn't. <laughs> she got up because she was mad. Um, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers to all of them. <laughs> all of them. What I loved is right after the scene, you have Cynthia, Shereen, Phaedra in Miami, and they are just thrilled. They're so excited. They're so ready for this girl's trip. They're excited about the beautiful house. They're just in the best mood ever. Pause. Um, because <laughs> one of my favorite Nini lines, when she was like, Something about how she's going to throw her in the ocean and pop her eyes out while she was on the bus. Incredible. It's so funny. <laughs> Amazing. And then they repeat it. She repeats it after they meet up with everyone else. And Oh, <laughs> it's so good. When they it's try so to good. talk to Candy about what's happening, Phaedra, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Phaedra, goes, I don't know, something about popping somebody's eyes out and Candy just like, looks at her like, oh, great. <laughs> it's incredible. Oh, my gosh. I, Nini says the funniest shit. It's unreal. She really does. Um, Cynthia's reminding the ladies again about Oliver's shit with Peter and how bad it is, but they've decided they're going to go ahead the wedding so she's even more excited for this to be like a bachelorette party they just need some peace they need some good sleep and they need no fighting that's what they said and no chaos which they don't well. realize they're <laughs> about to get into uh phaedra it's her first time being away from her baby she's nervous and sad about it but she's a little excited this is opening up like the end of this episode into the one I'm watching right now. Yeah. Makes me like Phaedra more. So I don't know if okay. her telling us that telling us, well, telling us with few words that she doesn't have maternal instinct. Yeah. And it made me think that maybe that was her humor and less like just how she is. I can't tell, but yeah. I liked her. I'm liking her more 
into like this next episode. I it's knowing her now, it's definitely her humor, but it came off really weird that first season. It that she did. Was on. I was like, did you want? Yeah. Like, did, is this what you wanted or or no? <laughs> yeah. So we have that sweet moment with the three of them, and then we get back on the bus, and Nini and Cam are still like going at it. They've not even pulled up to the house yet. And the other three la- the other three ladies are there. They have no clue what's pulling up to meet them. Like none. Um the episode <laughs> it ends. Nini saying a prayer. She's like, Dear Lord, please forgive me for being on this bus and being around this trash <laughs> with these want- trash people. Is that a real prayer, Nini? <laughs> she just keeps praying, Oh Lord, please forgive me. Forgive me for these trashy people. Um, Kim is up with a bus driver, like uh, basically almost in hysterics because she can't pull over to get a cigarette. And they're at the Everglades, and the bus driver's like, "There's alligators. I can't pull over. It's unsafe." And she's like, "Well, I just feel unsafe around her. I feel so unsafe around <laughs> Nini." And just like Nini says, "I too am dying to get the fuck off this bus." <laughs> that bus ride. That. I, I, I'm i sorry. That episode, I think that's one of my most favorite episodes of all time. It's so, it's so good. I, it's so funny. I love that they can fight and still be funny. And I'm yeah. not getting angry like I do during Salt Lake. And they're not like, I don't know. There's, there's just something different about these women. Because at the end of the day, they just work it out. It, that's how it should be. Ugh. I feel like they understand the assignment every single time. They do. They really do. Like I they just... know why they're there, and they're cool with that. They know they're castmates. They're not friends. They know that they're not going to get along, but they know at the end of the day, they have to work with one another. So they're exactly. going to do whatever they need to to make it happen. <laughs> love that for them. I love it. That was so much fun. I love that episode. I love Atlanta. I Me love too. that you're hooked. You know what? I think I like Atlanta more than I like Salt Lake. Ah, now you get why it's my number one. Yeah, it's it's a good one for sure. The fact that I have watched like nine episodes in the span of two days. I'm shocked. I, I'm doing my homework homework. I looked at the list and I'm like, oh, I can't. The only one I'm concerned about is getting. There's one that you have. We're doing like the, oh, the reunion episode of like another season and i'm like oh i have to get through that quick oh yeah 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 it's a good one the yeah that it's a good one <laughs> uh, i have faith in you i do me too after this last marathon the only season i think that was hard for me to get through. I forget which one it is, but Kim Fields joins the show for one season. Who's that? Tootie on the Facts of Life. Oh. Wait, she... wasn't she on Survivor? I don't know. She is a director now. Like she directs a lot, directs and produces a lot of stuff, but I think she might have been on Survivor. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have she... to look her up and see if I remember who that is. She's a dud. Really? Oh my god, she's a dud. Like, there's one episode, they go on a trip, and she brings, like, her own snacks and her Tupperware, and she brings a book, and she just wants to read, and she doesn't want to do anything. It's like, get get off the show. 
Oh, so, no, it's not who I was thinking of. Okay. So not on Survivor. Okay. I was like, I don't know, maybe. Did they do... <laughs> you know, I that was the only season that was rough to watch. But they're also good. I can't wait until you meet Portia and Kenya. I keep hearing those names. That That is what I am just dying for. Because... That is when the show just really elevates itself. I'm sorry, I just drank too much water. No! Um, It's very cold. (laughs) I'm glad that I ended up just watching all of it, just for the sake of context, because I feel like I would not have a clue what was going on right now. You'd be like... That was I'd be great. like, why is this lady on tour with that lady? <laughs> I don't know. That almost sounds kind of fun, too. <laughs> Just going in totally blind. <laughs> What's this lady on tour with that lady? Well, next week's episode will be easy to get to because we're doing season four, episode one. Yes, which I'll probably get to tonight. <laughs> we're doing the season opener. So that'll nice. be exciting. I mean, it's got to be a good one. Um. And I think we're going to keep this Sunday release schedule. I like it more than Sunday? Thursday. I, I, I'm liking this. Now that I'm a real adult and have a real adult job that's a Monday through Friday and I'm working adult hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this just this seems, this seems great. Plus, I it's like the it. start of the week. So everyone can start their week being a salty bitch. It's the best way to start the week. It is. And on that note, if you've enjoyed yourselves, please give us a like, share us, give us a follow, give us a rating if you feel so inclined, but only be nice because we are only nice here. Um, If you're not, (laughs) I I was kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not nice, I'm mean. Um, I'm pretty nice. <laughs> you are. You're the nice one. I'm the mean one. We balance each other out. <laughs> if you're not, follow the podcast on Instagram, Salty Housewives Podcast. You can also follow my personal Instagram, Dallin.Thorup. Megan, where can they find you? Oh, I was like, Dallin.Thorup, Megan, is Dallin, not your handle. Dallin.Thorup, uh, Megan, is a new profile. Instagram, <laughs> Megan X Golden. All right. And until next time, my friends. Stay salty. Bye. Bye.